Walter. This will be the live edition of the Frisco Report, okay? A couple of rookies that have been inked to new deals, Bradley and I, four-year deal. Ben DiNucci, he signed a four-year deal. Reggie Robinson, he's on a four-year deal. What's everybody in the chat box? Shout out to all you guys out there. Greg, Chris Killens, Julio Cesar, BP, what's up, man? Jed Plays. Everybody that's out there, uh, shout out to all you guys. Shout out to all my members that, that show love here every day, all you subscribers. Uh, good to see everybody out there, okay? So, um, first of all, you know, like I said, we're talking about these new contracts that are coming out. And, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of uh, deals that should be coming down the pipe. It doesn't look like a whole third round issue you know in the past with the previous um cba third round picks were always the last to sign because of you know uh, a variance in pay the pay scale it was always the third round picks that were late to the game but uh, we're seeing a lot of the third round picks getting signed so hopefully this won't be an issue anymore with the new cba hopefully everybody will, will come on board here and there won't be any kind of weird random holdouts okay um Appreciate everybody jumping on here on the live stream. Appreciate everybody here. The preseason has been canceled. You know, the uh, the NFL actually, you know, the players, you know, they, they wanted safety first. And the NFL has reached out to the NFLPA, NFL players. And, you know, they're, uh, they're saying that's it. You know, preseason canceled. First, it was going to be two preseason games. And now they, they were talking about one preseason game. And then, uh, you know, that's where we're at. There's no going to be no preseason games. So let's go ahead and get into the discussion here, guys. What do you guys think of um, of not having any preseason games? Let me know in the comments. Let me know in the chat, okay? No preseason games. There's pros and cons to this. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, Jay Ortega, what do you think of trading Dak to the Jets for Adams? <laughs> Uh, it's an interesting question, but for right now, I can't do that. I don't have anybody in place, you know, so appreciate that question, but not for Adams. Um, it, I, they're, on, they're probably going to do something, but not at this time. Um, Michael Beers has, has an interesting comment here. Let's take a look at this. Reggie going to make the team and ball out in training camp. Yeah, Reggie Robinson has a lot of the tools you know that we talk about if you if you saw my videos on in the lab you saw the pros and cons and um and that sort of thing so you like the length you like the ceiling reggie robinson has a high ceiling you know his final year there at college he actually started to really get that ball hawk ability he had interceptions but where they're really gonna like reggie robinson is Special teams. Okay, we, we know that special teams needs a boost, and Reggie Robinson is definitely going to give them that, and uh, Coach Fossil is going to love that. And I think, you know, that phase of the Cowboys is going to be improved big time. Okay. Players need to ramp up. Yeah, great, great comments in, in the chat box. Everybody keep some of these questions coming, and we'll highlight them as, as we go along. But, uh, but back to the discussion, 
no preseason game. How does this? What does this affect? I think this is going to really affect your undrafted players. Okay, so you're talking about um, any hopes for any of these undrafted players making a push? It's going to be an even steeper hill to climb. You know, if you're talking about uh, a Rondell Carter as a defensive end, maybe try to make a push against somebody like uh, Joe Jackson, uh, Jalen Jokes. Um, I also think this puts a little bit more pressure on Tristan Hill to perform, you know. They're, the leash is, is already short on Tristan Hill. Okay, so is it going to be all hands on deck? You know, Tristan Hill is not that good. We, we're going to need a body there. Are we going to keep him? Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully there's going to be some competition there and may the best, you know, uh, may the best player, you know, pull this out and, and win. So and that's where it's at, and uh, and that sort of thing. So now, the the other thing that we're going to talk about here is your first round picks, okay? And really, you know, first round picks, CD Lamb, okay? There's a lot of excitement as far as his playmaking ability. How will it not, how will it not a preseason affect him? You know, no preseason. Do you guys feel that that's going to really affect? somebody of uh cd lamb's caliber okay what do you guys think in the comments let me know do you think preseason is going to hurt cd lamb okay now what they're all talking about here is no it's they're going to mainly be in the conditioning phase of the players because you know they're talking about some of these players don't have the big fancy home gyms and have been kind of struggling to to work out and that sort of thing so um you know, for me, I, I feel um, I'm kind of torn between the two. You know, it's uh, you gotta have the workouts, but at the same time, you don't wanna you don't wanna push yourself too hard. You know, blow out an Achilles, um, and we we see this all the time. If if, a, if there's a player that's rusty, we always see this, and in, in some of the preseason games we see him, and early on in the season, it, it never fails. You see a a pulled hamstring, a torn hamstring, an Achilles blowout, you know, a, um, an ACL, these types of things. So uh, th this could be uh, another crazy season. Let's all knock on wood. So hopefully that's not the case, everybody, but it's something to think about. Okay, so hopefully in train camp, they're able to get everything going and um, they'll be able to, you know, to stay healthy, you know? So that's the most important thing. And, um, and that sort of thing. But let me promise you, do you guys think about uh, about this situation with the no preseason? Mike, what's going on, man? How you doing, brother? Thanks for holding it down, man. You're, you're awesome. So what, what's your thoughts on the no preseason, Mike? Uh, is it good, bad? What's your pros and cons about this, man? Take on it. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, it's, it's not good. These players need repetitions. They, they need to get in some kind of groove, game groove, uh, because practice is already going to be light due to this COVID stuff. And um, it, the preseason would have been your trial, your trial and error going into the season, right? Um, because that's a, and that's for red, COVID or no COVID. But now with COVID, Joe, now it's the trial and error is bigger than ever before right now because they have nothing to go off of 
like broadcasts. How's this going to work? How's that going to work? Uh, can they get used to no fans being in the stands? I mean, all that plays into it. Fans are momentum pushers in football games, and it's going to be super quiet in that stadium. And can they adjust to that? Yeah, so Nick White uh, wishes we, he had at least one game. I do wish that we did have at least one game. Um, I think, if anything, just to to get another person in front of you. You, you always see that uh, these guys in practice, they always want to get somebody of a different team in front of them to hit, you know, not, not just their own uh, teammates. So, yeah, at least one game would have been nice. But, um, you know, you, you do see the... Uh, the pros and cons of it. So no preseason affecting the undrafted free agents, I think is really going to be um, something that some of these guys are really going to be affected. And um, some of your practice squad guys that you're bringing back, you know, players like uh, Cedric Wilson, Jalen Jokes, um, and some of your younger players, maybe Joe Jackson, maybe not as much, but you know, these players that are on the, on the cusp of your roster, you know, competition across the board and hopefully we're still going to get legitimate competition so if we're looking at let's say um let's pull back position right jamie's alawale i want that upgraded you know uh, people have been waiting waiting for him to be you know that that guy who's going to come out the backfield and catch the ball but when they give him the opportunity he didn't, he didn't do it so i'm hoping that uh you know shaywo the TCU, the undrafted fullback. I hope that he can make a push, get younger there, get stronger there, and uh, you know get the improvement going that, right there with that type of player. So, do the veterans have a big upper hand here for you, Mike? As far as rookies and undrafted rookies making an impact on this roster now? Oh yeah, I mean the the, the competition like. They have no, they don't have a showcase now. They, they don't, that's what the preseason was for. And so now they have to depend on minimal reps. They have to de depend on, uh, I mean, every opportunity these guys get, they got, they got to shine on it because they're not going to have very many. Uh, you know, we, we talked about the quarterback that we drafted in, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the seventh round. He's not, he's probably going to get two reps, a, a training camp day. Uh, just because Andy Dalton's going to have to learn this. Dak Prescott's got to get in the groove. He's, you know, he held out all of the uh, via Skype meetings or whatever they were doing. So the veterans are a huge part in this. Every veteran free agent we sign, you hope they are gold because they're, it, it's, it, those guys are going to get the reps. Yeah. The other, other position groups that, that I think they're going to have interesting competition, the center position. You know, we're, we talk about uh, Joe Looney, veteran center. This probably favors him out the gate versus somebody like a Tyler Biadish. But if you do see what we think Tyler Biadish is going to be, I think that gives you some leeway to to bring him in, you know, bring him in um, as the season goes on. But right out the gates, I think some of these veterans are going to have a little bit of an upper hand because there's no preseason and, the, and these coaches are going off of of what they have, okay? Um, veterans is also like Jerome McCoy and uh, Don Terry Poe. I think the, these two, you know, your three and your one tech type of players, you know, Tristan Hill, uh, Novell Gallimore. Obviously, they'll be in the mix, but uh, 
you know, it, it's going to take rookies a, a little bit longer to, to get acclimated to the speed of the NFL and, and that sort of thing. That's what that was talking about. You know, that was talking about the speed of the game. They ask any rookie, what is the biggest thing between college and the NFL? They almost always say the speed of the game. <laughs> okay, so how will that affect these types of guys? So it's going to be interesting to see how this no preseason goes and, um, and that sort of thing. What, what's your thoughts on, on any of these other position groups, Mike, as far as competition, upper hands, any any underrated players that, that still have a chance? What, what, what's your thoughts on that, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I was looking for competition for, for Tyron Crawford. And, uh, you know, now he, he's a big asset to this. Uh, someone said in the comment section that uh, no, preseason will, no preseason will affect uh, the twos the most and guys that are on the bubble. And, and that's absolutely right. Uh, I, Jordan Lewis, to me, he, he's a fighter. He's a veteran. I don't see him having, I don't see this hurting him. I see this helping him um, just because of that knowledge and skills. And, you know, he, he was a baller there at Michigan. So I, I really think this is going to help a guy like Jordan Lewis. Um, but, you, you know, I, I because, I mean, he's costing Tyra uh, Crawford, is costing $8 million against the cap right now. And, uh, you know, th th that's hurting us. You know, Luke Gifford, how many – how, how many uh, reps is he going to get? You know, he was hurt at the, t at the tail end of last year, or, and he didn't get that many reps. So this, you know, it, it's guys that we saw up and coming. Don, uh, Donovan Wilson, how is this going to affect him? Yeah. Um, so th th there's a lot of guys, a lot of pet cats that I just named there that won't get that the lights shown on them because – of, of no preseason games. And, you know, you, you talk about this all the time, Joe. When the lights come on, they fold. Now, there, there's no lights to come on. So what if the Dallas Cowboys, what if they're 50 fed, their 55-man roster, <laughs> what if they cut the wrong guy? You yeah. know what I mean? And, and it, it, it's crazy. As a fan, probably as an organization, they got to be pulling their hair. But this was, the NFL knows how important this is because it was one of the last resorts. It's one of those negotiation tactics for us to even have an NFL season. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely going to affect these these uh, these cusp players, the, the bubble players. You know, uh, John Bay Johnson, this is a prime example of a player that when the lights turned on last preseason, he, you know, he disappeared. And uh, now, like you said, there will be no lights to shine on except for training camp. And, and then what is the coverage going to be like? Are we going to have NFL media there? I have a feeling that it's going to be as limited as possible. So we, we may not even get uh, media coverage, maybe from in-house uh, staff, maybe DallasCowboys.com will have some sort of coverage. I'm, I'm hoping they will, but as far as like national media, they're going to want to keep this, you know, as compact from any outside, you know, for, you know, possibilities of uh, infection from outside. So hopefully DallasCowboys.com will be able to provide the fans some sort of uh, footage or discussion as, as far as training camp goes. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be a little bit of uh, more uh, word of mouth reading and that kind of thing. So hopefully we'll get something from, from the local guys. You know, fans may need to lean on them a little bit more than the national news, you know, NFL Network and ESPN. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. Now, like I said, Mike, uh, the rookie contracts, they're starting to come in. You know, Ben DiNucci, Bradley, and I, and uh, 
Reggie Robinson, I think some of these other ones are, are about to get done, CeeDee Lamb and these other guys. Of these players, which one do you feel will have the the best or easiest chance to make this transition without preseason games? Which of these rookies has, has is built better for this touch? Just, just any rookie or the rookie any that rookie. just got signed? Any rookie? Any. Oh, I mean, right off the bat, C.D. Lamb, you know, having a, have, having an offensive-minded coach over there in Oklahoma like Lincoln Riley, that's going to help them transition. And, you know, Lincoln Riley, Kellen Moore kind of have the same mindset. Um, so that's going to help C.D. Lamb transition very well. Um, and then we talk about Diggs. You know, his brother uh, is a wide receiver in this league. He used to play wide receiver. Diggs used to play wide receiver. Now he's a corner. Uh, he played at a high level, too, so that's going to help him. Um uh, and then, you know, Anai, I'm not Anai, Gallimore, um, you know, out of Oklahoma, I really think um, he can transition well. I mean, he, he the guy's fast. I, I think Zach Martin, um, you know, that, that new senator, maybe Joe Looney, I think they're going to have their problems trying to get a guy uh, like Gallimore down. And what, what's great about Gallimore making this transition is he has a fellow boomer sooner with them in Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy is going to help this guy. I, I can see Gerald McCoy helping this guy to the best of his ability and helping him out any way he can. So that's going to benefit Gallimore the most, um, having a fellow boomer sooner with them and Gerald and Jared McCoy. Um, and then Reggie Robinson, you know, I, I, I'm hoping he gets his uh, feet wet in special teams, whether that's returning uh, kickoffs or punts. I really see him doing that. Um, maybe not so much corner because the corner competition is just loaded, right? So Reggie Robinson, you can get that that feel there. Um, but I, I think, you know, the first four or five picks, uh, maybe Bradley and I, you know, how does he transition working up against a guy like Tyron Smith during these training camps? How is that going to help him out, right? Yeah. So uh, there, there's a lot that goes into this, but I think the Dallas Cowboys really dipped their hands in some smart athletic rookies that they drafted to, to maybe prepare for something like this. Yeah, yeah, those, those are those are good angles, Mike. Um, I totally agree. Um, DJ Doc Thirty One says Novo Gallimore has a good chance of hitting the ground running, just like just like you said there, Mike. I totally agree. You know, um, especially for what he's done, yeah, what we've seen, and like I said, going up there with his fellow, you know, uh, alumni, alumnus, Joe McCoy. I think it's a great combination. You know, it's yeah. somebody to help groom him along. But uh, yeah, for me, C.D. Lamb is probably your, your number one guy that's going to have the the easiest transition. Um, and Diggs, like you said, we, we've seen Trayvon Diggs out here practicing with Stephon Diggs. And uh, he's right in his back pocket, right in his hip, you know. Great coverage. You know, I know it's practice and I know it's against his brother, but you got to believe that even this is a very competitive situation. Two brothers. You know, if anybody that's played football or anybody that has played with a, a friend, you're going to be very competitive against each other and it brings out the best in you. So I like seeing that. You know, Trayvon Diggs has, he's very, very long. Um, he's got the ball skills. You know, like you said, he, he did play receiver and they, they convert him to cornerback. And uh, he's got the ball hawking skills. So will Trayvon Diggs start the season right off the gate? I think it's it's almost similar to um, Tyler Biadish situation. I think maybe not game one uh, but then again I wouldn't be surprised if they threw him into the flames and got him going because uh, I think he has that pedigree I think um, 
if you're looking at Trayvon Davis, you know, talent-wise and athleticism versus like an Anthony or, um, you know, one, one of these other free agents that they signed, you know, uh, Worley or, or one of these other guys, I think that uh, in the end, I think Trayvon Davis will, will, will make an impact here very early. And, and you, you brought a good point about Tyler Biotish. And, and, and it's great we have a guy uh, that's playing center in Joe Looney, right? A, a seasoned vet, a veteran vet. And Joe Looney's personality, he, he isn't, this is my job, I'm not going to help you. Joe Looney's personality, he's going to go help Tyler Biotish. Um, you know, he's going to help these guys learn and develop because he knows he's getting up in age. So I, I, I trust Joe Looney to help Tyler Biotish as much as he can. And that's really going to help Tyler Biotish out a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, you know, some of these other players that, that we really need to look at, um, you know, the, the return game. Who's going to be your return back? Is it going to be uh, – are they going to keep Tony Pollard there on kickoffs? But who takes the punt returns? Is it Pollard? Is it going to be Bentel Bryant, Cedric Wilson, you know, or uh, Jet Anderson? You know, we talked about this in another podcast. Uh, Jet Anderson – is a name that, that people should to get familiar with if they're having he, he's a teammate of, of Shewo out of TCO running back has return capability I think the Cowboys are trying to get better there and they're, they're going to try to figure that thing out so I think that's going to be a very fun camp battle you know the because uh, you got to win in the three phases right so offense defense special teams cannot be ignored I think that's why they brought in Fossil so um, what's your thoughts on on how this Turn game camp battle, Mike. Yeah, I, I think it's an open competition. I can't pinpoint, you know, exactly who who's it gonna be, Joe, because let's face it, Jason Garrett in nine years did nothing valuable except except ruin that position. Dwayne Harris is the last guy that I think returned well Tavon Austin did it, but they've been they've been peddling around with this special teams unit. And that, yes, you, they brought in Bones Fossil to come in here. And, but we're 32nd. How do you become 32nd in special teams, Joe? It makes yeah. no sense. It makes no sense to me. And, and that that's all on Jason Garrett because he's been duck, ducking and dodging special teams for nine years. And it's open competition. Bones knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's run some great special team units in the National Football League. I can't pinpoint exactly a player, but I'm trusting Bones Fossil to come in here, and we can go from worst to great, I think. Maybe, maybe top five special teams in the National Football League with a guy like Bones Fossil. That's that. That's my answer, Bones Fossil. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Bones Fossil for sure, upgrade. Um, you know, he's going to get this thing figured out. I, I think the days of, of going with the kicker who's, who has the, the yips for the whole season uh, hopefully the, those days are over. You know, it, it's it's a it's an indictment of the incompetence of uh, of some of the decisions Jason Garrett made here in his final season, where he really needed to to make a push to keep his job, and it just didn't happen. Like, how do you how do you keep a kicker that has the yips and you can't even trust them? You know, a lot of these games were so close. If we just had a more competent kicker, um, you know, especially early in the season. Who knows? You know, maybe, maybe we could have made some sort of push in the playoffs, but they were just so stubborn. And, uh, you know, I think those days are over. With McCarthy and Fossil, I think you have more leadership and a big time experience, you know, playing in the playoffs. They have playoff experience. 
of both of them. So great move, man. Great move. I think it's going to be a, a, a low-key, sneaky, fun camp battle will be, you know, the return guy, the return game special teams. I think it's going to be fun to watch or, or at least get uh, news on, on who's who's turning heads, you know, who's who's doing the returning and who's making moves out there. Yeah. The next topic here, guys, that we're going to talk about is, um, you know, th there's a couple of, of other news here that is coming out. And the other one here that we'll kind of touch on was the Marcus Lawrence kind of talking about, uh, you know, kind of thinking about the season as far as like, does the NFL have everything in place for me to come out and play? You know, he, he has uh, his, obviously he's expecting his, uh, his child. He missed the birth of his uh, other child. He doesn't want to miss the second one. Okay. So. What's your thoughts on this, Mike? We, we did see a campaign here that uh, was actually, you know, brought up by Byron Jones, former cornerback Cowboys. He really uh, got all the players to do this, this uh, offensive tweet, uh, you know, offensive to, to get the word out there that, you know, we want to play. Hashtag, we want to play, right? We saw high-profile football players, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, all the highest of profile players you could see were, were doing this, you know. And um, and then DeMarcus Lawrence talked about it too, kind of weighing his his options. So what's your thoughts on this? Do you think that what the what, what they recently said was they're going to do testing if there's 5% less, you know, they'll do it every other day. Is this enough for the players? Do you think uh, more testing is what they're looking for? Do you think do you think it was more about the NFL not having uh, a plan in place? But now I think they do. Like, what's your thoughts now on, on what's going on here with the testing and the Marcus Storms and some of these other high-profile players? Yeah, I, I think it's very smart for the players. Hashtag we want to play, right? Um, it's very smart on the players because there's a lot of uncertainty, right? Because if if they get it and they bring it home to their family, they're, they're concerned. Who's going to pay the medical bills? You know, do they get paid when, when they're uh, non-injury related for three weeks? Do they get paid for that? Um, get, you know, when, Joe, we, we talked about this right here on the Frisco Report. We got to make sure the yes, they're football players. We want football. But at the end of the day, they got to be healthy, too. And yeah. uh, there's too much money in the National Football League to mess this up. And it starts with taking care of what? The players, because that's the one that's going to be on that field. And uh, and, it, and it boils down to more testing, right? The more testing that you do, the 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 more you can keep it out of the yeah. NFL. And right. it, it's it's smart, you, you know. And that's what players want some type of security. Hey, Joe, I'm going to war with you, but I want to make sure you have my back. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm watching your six. You watch my twelve. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's what it needs to be. It needs to be like Bubba and Forrest. You know, you get my back, I get yours, Bubba. You know what I'm saying? It, it needs it to be like that, and that's what the players are fighting for. Yeah, that, I, I feel good about it. You know, I mean, I, I totally get where they're coming from, too. You know, I think some some people have knee-jerk reactions to, ah, we don't need him. He's not that good. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> you need the Marcus Lawrence, man. Come on. Don't be that fan, please. 
I mean, we saw what this team does without the pass rush. You know, it, it's uh, it affects that defense, affects everybody. Your linebackers, you put more pressure on the cornerbacks, and uh, that's not what we want. We we want these guys to to feel comfortable to come out here and perform at, at full speed. You know, so hopefully this, hopefully what the NFL has in place now is enough for the players to feel comfortable to to come out here and. Uh, play the season and, and see where it goes from here, you know, and, and they want to be safe for the families too. A lot of these, you know, players have kids. Some of these are uh, families that are all living together. Not, not some of them are, you know, have their grandmother living with them, their, their aunts, these types of things. It's not just the player in some of these situations, you know, these football players are taking care of their families. So um, there's a lot to be uh, about with this whole thing. So hopefully it's a step in the right direction, Mike. Um, and we'll see where it goes from there. The other thing that has come out here, Mike, this is the fun part that I really want to talk about, and we can, we can kind of break this down. The NFL Network is going to have their annual NFL Top 100 players, and the Cowboys are one of a few teams that has six players in the NFL Top 100, okay? Guys, let me know in the comments and in the chat. What six players do you think made this NFL Top 100? Mike, I'll, I'll start with you um, and give me your your thoughts on this. What um, you know, they're talking about six Cowboys have made the NFL Top 100. Who do you think it's gonna be? Oh, I, I got my six down like that, dude. Right? It's Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, and Demarcus Lawrence. Or or, or it could be Jalen Smith. Yeah, they could, they could split that. Yeah, I um, I I'm looking around the web and see you know people's opinions and that kind of thing. And, and uh, a guy I follow, you know, yeah, I'm sure a lot of you guys follow Bobby Bell. He goes with Zeke, Dak, Coop, Tyron, Zach Martin, D. Law, and maybe Lyle Collins, which I think. I think it's interesting. I like all five of those. I like Dak, Zeke, Cooper, Tyron, Zach, and Demarcus Lawrence, right? Yeah. But when you're looking at, uh, you know, possibly who could that sixth player be? Lyle Collins makes a lot of sense to me. Could Michael Gallup be in that list? Okay. We had 2,000-yard receivers. Michael Gallup was one of them. These guys vote and say, hey, this guy was hard to cover. You know, you had Cooper on the other side, but we still had a hell of a time covering this other young kid over here and Michael Gallup. Could he be the sixth one in there? What's your thoughts on that, Mike? I think that's a great, I think that's a great discussion. I mean, Cowboys could potentially have nine players in the top 100. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if they had nine, nine, nine players in there. Um, but Lyle Collins, you know, that was a Pro Bowl snub there. Uh, Michael Gallup really galloped into his second year, uh, developed chemistry with Dak Prescott. Um, and then, you know, Jalen Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, I think that that's a, you know, uh, kind of a four-way tie for that sixth spot, right? Um, but, I, I mean, th there's a lot of talent on this football team, and uh, I'm not surprised, but Michael Gallup, yes, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if he made it. I mean, just because look at look at the leap that he made with Dak Prescott in his second year. Yeah. 
So now we, we have a couple of names that we kind of narrowed down. What do you think the order might be? Like, who do you think is closer to one and who do you think is closer to 100? Like, if we're talking about, you know, Dak, Ezekiel, Tyron, Zach, B-Law, and then possibly Lyle or possibly Michael Gallup. Who do you think would be, where do you see that range? I'm going to be honest. I, 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 see, I see Zach Martin in the top 10. Okay. No, that's all day, every day. Um, I, I, I see Zeke in the 20s, right? Um, I can see I can see Dak in the 30s. Yes, he had a monster year, but quarterbacks get judged on their record. He was 8-8, eight eight, okay? Don't shoot me. Um, Ty, Tyron Smith, I can see him in the 30s to 40s. Uh, Tank... He, he pro- I can see him just like his jersey number in the 90s, maybe, you know, right the first episode. Uh, Lyle Collins, m- maybe the 70s. Um, if Michael Gallup was in there, he'd probably be in the 90s, you know, the first episode just because it's the second year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that's where I see these guys, Joe. And correct me if I'm wrong. What, what do you got them at? Yeah, for me, you know, and I, I covered a video on this as far as, like, your top 10 Cowboys, right? And my number one... I had, uh, I did have Dak as my number one and Zach Martin as my number two. Or maybe I had Zach and then Dak. I, I, I kind of forget, but Zach Martin is definitely a cut above the rest. You know, he has, I mean, all pro season after all pro season, you know, uh, tough as nails. You know, he's very durable. I think he missed like the, the one game. Uh, but other than that, plays through the knee. He had that little knee injury. Um, hyperextension or whatever it was he played through that and uh, he knows he has to be out there you know he hated sitting out it drove him crazy and that's what you want out of these linemen you want somebody who's tough who's not gonna shut down and, and hide away from facing somebody like an Aaron Donald I'll never forget it. <laughs> I'll never forget this Chaz Green okay <laughs> I remember he was supposed to come in he was supposed to play I think guard, right? And we were supposed to play the Rams. And then during practice, oh man, he got he got injured and he didn't want he didn't want to play him. Chaz did not want to play Aaron Donald. I don't blame him, but still, you don't want those types of players that are gonna fold under pressure. And Zach Martin, well, he's a bull of a player, man. I, I think it's Zach Martin and Quentin Nelson are your two best guards in the NFL. And where do they come from? No, no day. Day. Hang on, baby. And they got, they got more guys coming, man. I can tell you that right now. But, uh, player, man. Dak, I, that's going to be interesting to see where he falls in this top 100. Um, I could see him going anywhere from, you know, uh, 20s to 30s. I think that's probably right. He didn't make it last year, did he? Um, I think. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure Dak was in there. I, I think, you know, is it possible maybe he was because we did have that that down year. But uh, Tyron Smith is going to be an interesting one. Is he slowly creeping down on the other side of the top 100? Would Lyle Collins, okay, let's say it's Lyle Collins and uh, Tyron Smith. Would you be surprised if Lyle Collins made this top 100 and was rated, you know, better than, than Tyron Smith. Would, would that surprise you? Who, who's who's rated higher than Ty, Tyron Smith? 
Lyle Collins. No, that wouldn't surprise me at all. The guy took, I'm telling you, that was a Pro Bowl snubs of snubs, man. You know, you, you got Preston Smith over there whipping out Pro Bowl snub in, in the playoffs. Lyle Collins was Pro Bowl snub, so it wouldn't, it would not surprise me at all. Yeah, it would surprise me. The conversation definitely would be interesting um, for sure, you know, because I, I think you still have that legion of fans that's like, I don't know, Tarn Smith is still the best of the best. And, um, you know, it, I mean, he's still really, really good, but he's not that super dominant player that, that we've seen in the past, you know. Yeah, um, he's still really good. He's still a lot better than, than most of the people in this league. And I uh, know. He's only 29 years old, you know. I mean, Tyron Smith came into the league when he was like 19 years old. I mean, it's amazing how how great he's been for the Cowboys. Uh, but you do see it. You do see a little bit of uh, little by little, you know, not much. But uh, the back, that kind of thing, it does uh, it does kind of scare you when he gets that tightness. We've seen him battle through it, try to start a game, and he couldn't finish a game. That I think last season when I saw him do that, I was kind of like, oh man. It's getting worse. Yeah, he couldn't finish the game. So that's kind of, you you know, that kind of gets in the back of your head as far as, you know, I'm not ready to jump ship yet, but I think, you know, in another few years, you might you might need to think about that. So I think for Tyron Smith, it's more about when he's ready to finish, I think they'll let him finish it out unless he says himself, you know, guys, I, I can't play anymore. Or this might be my last year, guys. You really need to start looking for my replacement. I, I think Tyron Smith is that type of player. Class. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, but yeah, man, Tyron Smith would definitely be in that top 100. But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Lionel Collins gets in there. It'd be interesting. Well, here, here, here was the Cowboys that made it last year. And, and, and Dak Prescott, Jay, in the comment section, uh, confirmed it for me uh, that, that Dak Prescott did not make uh, the top 100. But Tyron Smith was number 52. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, uh, Zach Martin was like right next to him in, in the in the fifties. Also, Zeke Zeke made it. Um, there was Byron Jones made it at ninety seven. There really wasn't that many Cowboys um, that made it last year, and you know Dak Prescott wasn't one of them. But you know who did make it? Jared McCoy, number seventy five last year. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, Jared McCoy. Would he yeah. count as one of Cowboys? Nah, he would still he would count as a, as a Panther last season because of this top 100 counts last season, so that would yeah. count. But what do you think he would still make it this coming year as a Panther? Do you think he would still be in the top 100? That'd be interesting. He, he's he's doing it very smart though, because he's looking at guys that played his position and played a long time in the National Football League, and the secret is keep your weight down, <laughs> and yeah. and and so keeping weight down that's going to make him faster stronger even even at that old age and you put out a, a video not too long ago of, of players in, in that age range that still was able to dominate um so you know he's not he's not out of, he's not out of it yeah yeah that's where it's at alden smith you know jalen smith made it too jalen smith more. made it now kind of uh, looping back to earlier conversation alden smith right you know, we're talking about no preseason. I think this um, this is one of those areas that, that might. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of wondering how this will affect Alden Smith, right? Like he's been reinstated. He'll be at camp. He's he's good to go. 
But for me, I wish we would have the preseason to get him more reps. You know, he's got to shake off that ring rust. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be a little rusty, but he does he does look in tip top shape. You know, but as far as that uh, muscle memory, the pass rushing moves, and what's your feeling? You know, looking at, at a player like Alvin Smith coming off of uh, a couple of years of layoff, Mike. A couple, a couple of years, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's it's not gonna benefit him by any means. Yes, you know, you could be physiqued and toned and cut in all the right places, but if you're not in football shape, none of that matters, right? Remember, I don't know if you remember when Randy Gregory came back, who who's a lot younger than Alvin Smith against the Eagles. The guy couldn't even breathe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I game. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Alden Smith's going to be in the same boat. But good thing is he's, he's getting reps from a guy like Tyron Smith. Um, you know, if, if he's switching sides, a guy like Lyle Collins. So maybe, you know, that that talent, that, that worth ethic of those guys will get him in that football shape. Just depends on how many reps that he does get. And with Randy Gregory not being reinstated yet, this helps a guy like Alden Smith out because it's going to give him more reps. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, it's, it's a great point because here, you know, that, that's really what it is. It's uh, you know, iron sharpening iron. Uh, you know, going up against a player like uh, you know Tyron Smith, or you know, on the other side with uh, with Lyle Collins, I, I, I'm really excited to see. How somebody like a Bradley and I, you know, one of these rookies is able to, to, uh, to, what can he do? Is he going to just get totally mauled by Tyron Smith or does that quick first step kind of, kind of expose a little bit of Tyron Smith? Because we've seen in the last, you know, two seasons here, Tyron Smith kind of, he does have a little bit of an issue now with the speed rush. The power guys, he handles them really well, but the speed rushers are kind of starting to get a little bit, uh, they kind of have a little bit more success against Tyron Smith. So I covered, you know, Bradley and I, he does have that 5'9", 40-yard, uh, but, you know, you talk about that 10-yard split, it's, you know, one under 1. 1.6, it's 1.6. So that's really fast. You know, that 10-yard that split, he's got that really quick get-off. So I'm interested to see what Bradley and I is going to bring to the table here. Um, I'm very excited about that, actually. You know, that's really what you need from from these toxic players, Mike. Yeah, you talk about that first step, but then you talk about muscle memory. Muscle memory can only come if you work the memory. So it ain't gonna be there, you know, come first day of training camp. Um, yeah. it's, it's gonna ta- it's gonna take it a while to come back, but uh, I believe Alden Smith uh, will will have some wins and, and a lot of losses against a guy like Tyron Smith. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot, a lot of great competition coming up here. You know, veterans are supposed to report on the 28th. That's a week from from today. So, you know, right now they're gonna get the rookies acclimated. We're probably gonna see. They're probably just doing a lot more film study right now than more than anything. I'm pretty sure they're getting in their conditioning and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, that's that's exactly how Jason Garrett and his old staff handled it last year. It was all books, 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 film session. No. Um, and then and then they got on the field when the veterans came. Um, and, and if they were on the field, it was stretching, you know, keeping things loose, things of that sort. But, you know, the, the NFL, a lot of the teams last year turned to learn the books, learn the film, acclimate that in when the veterans come. So that's a good point, Joe. That's what it is. That's what it is, everybody. 
Um, any final thoughts here before we close it out, guys? Anybody have any final questions for Mike or myself? Let, let us know in the comments. Let us know in the chat box, and uh, we'll get we'll get some of these answered for you guys. Lots of great comments so far. Lots of great chat in the chat box here. Great job, guys. Subscribers A1 all the way. Yeah, Jay Ortega, he said earlier in the chat, and I appreciate Jay's interaction in the comments section. He's, he's been there all night. He said, I'd love to put Martin top 10, but no way that they have a lineback, uh, lineman top 10. Um, so, But when all this first started, Tyron Smith was number six overall out of the top 100 players. They put dominant players in the top 10 on that NFL top 100. So don't think because he's a lineman, this ain't Madden. Just because you can't control him doesn't mean he can't get top 10. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Zach Martin can get top 10 for sure. Yeah, it's, it's going to be between him and uh, Quentin Nelson for sure. They're going to be in the top, at least top 15, man. I mean, they're just maulers. You know, you, you can't uh, – those offensive lines, without them, they're not clearly not as good. You got you got to have those big maulers and brawlers over there. Um, what else you got out here, guys? Alden Smith versus Thomas Smith. Nah, Cowboy Shift. I mean um, – you know, I think there will be some wins and losses, like Mike said. You know, it, it's, um, you know, I mean, we saw Tyron Smith get beat by um, who? Uh, there was somebody that was, wasn't that good that got around him. So, uh, last training camp, who was it, Mike? Was it Dorrance? I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not throwing yeah. shit. But, yeah, it was Dorrance Armstrong. Yeah, he did get around him. And, and Dorrance, like I said, he's got that speed. So, uh, the speed rush is, is really what can get him. So, I, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just say that quite so soon. Um, what else we got out here in the comments, guys? Looney is average. Is he average, Mike? What, what's your thoughts on Looney? If he's your starter day one, do you feel like he's average or is he good? Is he enough? Well, what's your thoughts on, on Looney? I, I think he's enough. I, I wouldn't call Looney average. Yeah, and, and I think people think Looney's average because they see the goofy side on social media. Of, yeah. of Joe Looney. So that kind of interprets things the wrong way of his work ethic and stuff. But last time I, I, I seen him play all 16 games, the guy dominated. I mean, the guy was keeping up with Ezekiel Elliott running into the end zone and he asked him at the end, at the end of the game, Why, how did you run that fast to keep up with Zeke? He said, I pictured Krispy Kreme donuts in the end zone. So I was running to him. <laughs> yeah. But he, I, I think he's better than average, to be honest. Yeah, I... I feel the same. He's 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 better than average. You know he, he's enough, but um, that's where I feel that uh, Tyler Biash can come in here and swoop in from starting position at some point. You know that's ideally what we want, right? Yeah. The the other battle that, that we really kind of want to touch on too before we go is that left guard spot, right? We're talking about Connor Williams. A lot of fans want something there. They want to change there, or maybe some some fans are still very loyal to Connor Williams, but we've seen him for a couple of seasons now. Injuries, the bull rush kind of gets to him. He kind of gets pushed into the backfield at sometimes, uh, but sometimes he does hold his own. So I wouldn't quite, you know, uh, put the, the dirt over him quite yet. But Connor McGovern, right? I think this is a. I think this shortened preseason is one of the collateral damage type of situation because uh, 
Conor McGovern now is really going to have to just really wow this staff, really to, to, to take a hold of that incumbent position that's held by Conor Owens right now. Mike, what's, what's your thought on the, on the left guard spot? I think it's a great topic here on this left guard spot. Is Connor Williams coming off an ACL tear? No, it's a pec. He he. Uh, no, not McGovern. Pec. Not McGovern. Connor Connor Williams. Connor Williams. He had a knee. I think. Um, I think it was man. I think he did have some sort of ACL tear. Yeah. So Connor Williams, McGovern. These guys can't afford uh, to get hurt. Because if, my, if, if Mike McCarthy's trying to evaluate these guys and he's like, where, where, where's the rest of the games at? Oh, they've been hurt. The injury bug's going to be on them with Mike McCarthy. Can Mike McCarthy trust them to go out there and play, right? Because yeah. Mike McCarthy wants a full evaluation of these guys. And if there's not enough game field to study because they've been hurt, there, there's nothing to study because they've been hurt, right? So these guys can't get injured. Uh, Williams coming off that ACL, McGovern's coming off the peck. Um, you, you know, there's, I mean, there, there's a lot of uncertainty here. Um, and, I, and I think with Connor Williams, though, is he was undersized as rookie year. They beefed him up where he almost was like a replica of Zach Martin's body, right? And and then he got hurt. But I, I think if you let, let Connor Williams, you know, get that technique down, get that muscle memory going because of that injury and stuff, right? Uh, I, I think Connor Williams can get better. He's, he, 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 he was adjusting to that weight. Um, you know, they got him real big. Um, and that, that's a lot. He played small in tech, at Texas. And now he's playing big, bigger guys in front of him. I, I, I say you'll see a lot. You'll, you'll see what Connor Williams' future holds this year, this training camp. Yeah, I think it's do or die for him, really. Uh, I agree with everything you said, Mike. It's really uh, it's time to shine. Either... Either he grabs a hold of that left guard position, or he's, or he's probably going to just be relegated to, you know, an unknown future. You know, is he the future at left tackle? The arms, you know, they talk about his arms maybe not long enough. I think he's athletic enough to play left left tackle if something happens with Tyron and he, you know, decides to retire in a couple of years. But this this Connor has just become a wasted second round pick. <laughs> you know, you you don't want to waste second round picks, but. You know, um, there's a reason why they drafted the player. Now, this is a new staff. Um, Joe Philbin in place here now. So we'll, we'll see, you know, who he favors. You know, this might just come down to who picks up the blocking scheme better, who has the better mental capacity. But still, you got to have the physical traits and the strength. You know, and I think both of them needed to get stronger. Connor McGovern, as good as he was at Penn State opening holes for Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders, I think when he got to that next level, I think that strength kind of kind of gave him a little bit of a shock. You know, he he tore that peck. Cowboys, I think, rushed him uh, rushed him back a little bit too fast. But um, now with the new staff, I think it's a clean slate for both these players. And now it's just may the best man win. You know, and really that's what we want at the end of the day, at the end of the day, right? Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what you want. Uh, no, we don't play Kansas City this regular season, Rich Kendall. Thank you for your question. Mm-hmm. Nick White's got a good question here. What about Brandon Knight? Will he make the team, Mike? This is a, I was gonna Knight. I was gonna say I was gonna talk about Brandon Knight, but I couldn't get I wanted to say Brian McKnight, but I'm not talking R and B here. I'm talking nah. football. <laughs> Brandon Knight. I was I was gonna bring his name up there, but uh but I, I, I think he has a good uh, 
you know, they, they let Cameron Fleming walk. So I think we have a, a great look here at Brennan Knight at that swing tackle position. Um, and uh, I, I, I think that's where he's going to get his bread and butter. I, I can't see him playing yet in the interior line, um, but I can see him playing some swing tackle. Joe, what do you think about Brennan Knight? Yeah, I think that competition is there. It's for Brandon Knight. Um, it's for the taking. You know, he's they kept him on here. Cowboys, you know, uh, they liked him enough to to keep him in the rotation to let you know uh, Fleming go. You know, to, to hit hit the road. <laughs> uh, but you know, they did bring in some competition as well. You got your flex player like a Cam Irving, first round bust from the Browns. He'll be in the mix, um, and these sorts of players. You know, and you do have a lot of uh, some of these younger guys. The Clemson tackle, he, uh, Cowboys had to activate him at the end of last season because other teams were looking at poaching him from a practice squad. He'll be in the mix. So, be a lot of competition there, but uh, I think Brandon Knight might have the inside track for right now. But um, does he make the team? I think he does. I think he uh, he has a really good shot at it. I, I do. At the end of the day, I think he does make the team. Great question, yeah. Nick. I do appreciate that. Thank you, Nick. Everybody, make sure you guys hit like on this live stream. If you're enjoying the conversation here, make sure you hit like. It helps out the channel. And it shows how much you love the Frisco Report and you love the conversation. We do appreciate the likes. Hit like if you haven't already. And hit subscribe if you haven't already. Um, yeah, we don't play Kansas City. We talked about that. Uh, what else we got here in, in the chat box? Mike, you see any other questions that, that pop off for you? No, no, I can't find one here. They're having a good conversation back and forth, so. Yeah, great conversation in the chat box, everybody. Appreciate everybody that jumped on here. Here's one from Steven Hernandez. Here we go, Steven. Why do you think the Cowboys have disappointed in the last season? Steven, the, there, there, there's a lot of text here. Um, like we, we just talked about earlier in the show, the close games, right? Holding on to kickers. Um, running the ball against Minnesota, um, not practicing for for adverse weather conditions against the Patriots. Um, there was a lot of coaching that went involved in this. Um, you know, someone said in the comment earlier that this, this coaching staff that we have now can win us, that could they could have won us two more games last year. I think they could have won us four more games last year, if I'm being honest. Uh, they weren't yeah. prepared week 16 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and um, the, the the Jets game against Sam Darnold, you, you bring in Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys are winning this thing. Um, th those four games stick out to me the most. It was bad coaching. It was uh, ill-prepared uh, NFL football team. I mean, it was it was a laughing stock last year. What could go wrong did go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that was like you like you just said, Joe. Jason Garrett's last year <laughs> when he's supposed to man up and get everything right, he got everything wrong. Yeah, hit, hit it right on the head. Great question, Stephen. But yeah, it, it really came down to it. I think Garrett and these these coaches bumbled at least four games just alone, just on, you know, not being prepared. You know, and, and the team just couldn't get up to it. You know, they 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 couldn't sell what they were trying. The players weren't buying what they were selling. You know, that is what it was. And I think the program just got stale. And uh, you know, it, everybody felt it. You know, we knew a change had to happen. It just had to happen. So. Uh, that's a good one there. Um, Nick White's got a good question. Who gets the fourth and fifth receiver spot? So, uh, great question, Nick. I think for this one, 
I think that's where the action begins, you know, and, and, and we've talked about this, Mike, as far as, yeah. yeah, you feel really, really great about your top three, no doubt about it. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb. But after that, let's be real. Let's be completely real here. What do you have after that? Devin Smith? What what was the issue there? Was it was it the issue with Sanjay Law? Was, did they just not were they not gelling? Maybe it's a first start that he gets here now for him. I think he'll he uh, he has a better chance at that. But then uh, even if you're talking outside of Devin Smith, Mike, you're talking there's a whole bunch of question marks. You got Cedric Wilson who they cut, but they got him back on waivers, so they didn't like him enough to even keep him on the team. So Cedric Wilson. I mean, uh, John Bay Johnson, the lights came on. He disappeared. Um, Vince O'Brien, I think, had a, had a good end of the season on special teams. That might be how he sneaks on here. But well, what's your thoughts, Mike? What, what's your thoughts on that fourth and fifth for Steve? I, I want to direct Nick White to, uh, what was it, three or four shows ago when we talked about this? Cow- Cowboys blog broke this thing down for you, Nick White. I hate that you missed it if you, if you didn't. He, he gave you... All, all kinds of players from different teams and contracts and potential trades. Um, you know, I threw my, my two cents out there. Um, but there's a lot of question marks. And the, the main topic of that show was this question here. And I, and, and I think the Cowboys got to go out and maybe shop something to get something in here because there's a lot of there's It's not – I don't think they're on this roster right now. Yeah. No, it, 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 it's quite possible that they, they throw a fit for somebody and – a fifth round for a competent receiver to shore that up, you know, you do want that. You know, and we saw Amari Cooper make, you know, he kind of hurt himself and wasn't 100%. You do have to have a deep wide receiver roster. And I think the evaluation process here with, with Mike McCarthy, McCarthy's great at evaluating wide receivers and quarterbacks. That's his bread and butter on offense. He's worked with the best. Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, uh, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, all those great wide receivers at Green Bay over the couple of years. I mean, he knows what a good stable of wide receivers you need to make a playoff push because injuries do happen. You yeah. know, and you can't you just have three receivers. You may have three really great Ferraris, but you can't have clunkers as, you, as your backup plan Bs, right? That's like me and you going to work and our backup car doesn't run good. You got to have it. don't run at all. Good <laughs> backups for those Ferraris, man. You, you know what I'm saying? But great oh, question. Great question, Nick. Great question there. Appreciate that one, guy. Uh, let's see what else we got here. These are this is fun. I got a lot of great questions here. Appreciate everybody that just jumped in here in the chat room. Hit like on the video if you haven't already. Let's see what else we got. Mike. This is a good one here. Eric Payne. Joe, can you shed a little light on why so many new young QBs look so good against the Cowboys defense? Now, this, this kind of, you know, it's kind of a dovetail as to as to what we talked about with why why did we lose? Why were we not good last season, right? And you know, for me, it comes back to the defense. We found out that there was, you know, issues with Chris Richard, Rob Marinelli. Uh, your linebacker coach, you know, Jalen Smith and these guys not getting along with your past game coordinator, Chris Richard and, and um, Ben Bloom, you know, so issues all across the board. And, and when you have that going on, there's going to be success. You look at a Sam Darnold. <laughs> I mean, when we played the Jets, 
I was embarrassed, you know, to, to, to see Sam Darnold, you know, who I'm sorry if you're a USC fan, but I'm just not a fan of their quarterbacks. And for him to come in here and carve it up like he did, it was embarrassing to me, you know. And uh, and then you look at to the Miami game, uh, just, and it was just more of the same unpreparedness. You know, if you have a competent defensive coach and, and these guys, you should be able to, to get in the face and rattle these young quarterbacks. And, and Mike, <laughs> I'm sure you feel the same, but... The, it seemed like we let these quarterbacks be too comfortable in the pocket, you know? And um, was it a lack of talent? Maybe because, you know, you saw the Cowboys try to do a lot of stunts. Whenever I see a defense doing a lot of stunts, you're trying to manufacture a pass rush because you're not, you're not quite good enough on one-to-ones. You got to do all this like sneaky junk, right? Like that's what, when you, well, guys, when you see a team's doing a lot of stunts, something's not good there and um so many times we did see that from this defense so what was it coaching was it the the talent was there what, what's your thought there on, on that my great question i appreciate that yeah it, it is a great question and, and i go back to first take xavier woods stephen a smith and and, and max kettleman and stephen a smith you know the cowboy hater he is he asked him what happened with the jets and xavier woods said we had no game plan for Sam Darnold. You're an NFL football team. You don't have game plans. Um, and then you talked about the stunts, right? That worked in the year 2002 when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had Warren Sapp and all these other guys, right? Rod Marinelli, Tampa 2. That don't work <laughs> in the National Football League in this day and age, right? Um, so Cowboys are getting beat by screens after screen after oh, screen. Yeah, and because of the stunts, nobody had assignments, right? You talked about Blen Bloom, Rod Marinelli, Chris Richard, Jalen Smith's little feud. Um, it wasn't the players quit. The players had no sense of direction. They had a robot for a coach and they had no sense of directions because everybody was bickering like housewives of Georgia, right? And you can't have that. And that's why the Dallas Cowboy defense flunked at so many things is because they had no structure whatsoever. Yeah. And, and But, you know, I'm also, uh, Eric and uh, everybody out there, the, the good thing that we can't take was as bad as sometimes the defense kind of, you know, floundered, they were still a top 15 defense. So you have to believe with uh, Tom Sula coming in here, um, We've seen what he's done with defensive lines and these kinds of things. And uh, Mike Nolan, you know, you have to feel better about this defense being a lot better with with, with a new scheme, coached up. I love Al Harris on uh, covering our secondary players. I think that's an A1 uh, addition there for the secondary. I think he's going to let these guys play to the show. You know, I, you know, we heard stories about Christian Sharp teaching a certain way, you know, being, you know, 10 yards off a uh, wide receiver, too much cushion. Or, you know, um, playing zones strictly in the zone, you know, not trying to make plays and not make plays on the ball. Don't turn your head. I mean, it was some bizarre stuff, you know, being coached there in the last two seasons. So uh, we needed this. We needed to, to reset and get a, a new perspective on coaching. So great question, Eric. Do appreciate that from you, man. Great question. Thank you, Eric. Let's see what else we got here in the chat box. 
Steven Hernandez got one. I'll let you take this one, Mike. This is a good one. Steven. Who, in your opinion, has the best roster? The Cowboy or Eagles? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Steven Hernandez? The Dallas Cowboys got the better roster. And I'm not even bringing up Week 16. Week 16 happened for a reason. Week 16 was destiny. It was fake. Whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Why? Because we got CD Lamb, and the Philadelphia Eagles did. The Dallas Cowboys have the better roster all the way around. I mean, you look at their defense; they really don't have uh, a lot of corners there. All they really got is Fletcher Cox. Uh, what was his name? Brandon Cooks. Um, and then you look at the offense side; they got they got a dominant tight end. They got aging wide receivers, and then they got handicapped wins. You, you, you look at the Cowboys, you look at the Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, not just because I rep the star every day and talk about it every day. The Dallas Cowboys have the better roster on paper, and, and I think they got the better talent on the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it is. The Cowboys definitely have the better talent. They have the better roster. Uh, definitely have the better coach right now. You know, we know because they win the Super Bowl a couple seasons ago. But like any program, it does get stale. You look at St. Louis Rams, they're having to reboot that whole program. They cut Gurley. Um, they've jettisoned a lot of their high-priced players. Uh, Sue's gone. And then you kind of look at, you know, the fad at that time was the young hotshot coordinator. You know, and, and that program looks kind of like it's kind of on, kind of in the, in the shambles. I feel like that about the Eagles right now. You know, um, I don't know that, that Doug Peterson is one of these coaches that can can keep that program in place. Uh, the NFC East was such a mess last season that somebody had to show up and win it. And unfortunately, we let the Eagles slide in there and take it. You know, they slid in there. They weren't good. They're not that good. And I don't feel that the players, I feel like they're kind of checking out on that program, you know, with Peterson. So, you know, they, they, they did some goofy things in the draft. You know, they definitely didn't put any any uh, confidence in the quarterback by drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round. In the second round. Jalen Rager in the first round. That was kind of questionable. <laughs> but we definitely beat him to the punch with getting C.D. Lamb. I love doing that revenge for them getting Dallas Goddard. We know that they jumped in front of us to get the tight end that year with the Dallas Goddard. And they yeah. set it up for us to get Tyler Biotish. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> there you go, something to Tyler Biotish, man. I mean, thank you. <laughs> Great question, Steven. Appreciate you. What else we got here in the chat box? Uh, that's good, man. I think we'll cut it there, guys. You know, great hour. We don't want to go too, too long. Uh, but appreciate you guys catching a live edition of the Frisco Report. Like I said, this will be live. I mean, this will be broadcast on our podcast streams, um, platforms, Podbean. Make sure you... Uh, subscribe there on iTunes. We're on also we're also on Spotify. We know a lot of users out there like Spotify, right? Hit up the yeah. Frisco Report. You know, give us a follow. This will be the, out there. The Frisco Report. Yeah. And also we have the website www.thefriscoreport.com. We have the schedule is out there. We have merch out there. We have the history of Cowboys draft classes if you want to go there. I've been putting it out there since I've been doing this since 2003. So all the way back to Parcells. If you want to look at the draft classes, some of the patterns of the Cowboys have, go check out the site, thefriscoreport.com, guys. Subscribe on all of our pod 
uh, platforms. But uh, before we cut out here, Mike, let everybody know where they can find you if they haven't already. Yes, real quick, Rich, I have not tried Henderson chicken. I'm more of a Bush's chicken guy. But Dallas Cowboy Football News on YouTube and on Facebook. DCF News 1 on Twitter, guys. Um, uh, give me a comment. Give me a follow. Give me a DM. Let's start a conversation. And to start that conversation, you got to start it, right? I know you're out there. Start it with me. Don't forget to follow the Frisco Report, guys. www.thefriscoreport.com. Everything that you need from us is right there. Uh, Joe, thanks for having me tonight. I always love doing the Frisco Report. Oh, it's great. <laughs> you know, um, thanks, Mike, for making it here tonight. You know, I know we were, we're kind of trying to get everything going here. Um, we held it down, but when Mike came on, you know, that's what makes us the Frisco Report. It, it's two of us. You know, we, I, I can't do it without him. He can't do it without me. That's why we created our Frisco Report for you guys. And, man, great, great job in the comments, guys. Great questions. Um, really, we could keep doing this for a long time. I mean, everybody loves the Cowboys. We do, too. Yeah, but uh, we do have to cut off at some point. But guys, if you haven't already, follow me on uh, YouTube. That's Cowboys Blog on YouTube and at Cowboys Blog Nets on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't forget. Can't <laughs> 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 forget where he's at. No, but that's where I'm at, guys. Continue to like, subscribe, and share. If you haven't already, hit like on the before we cut out. Hit like if you're hitting this up on the podcast. Subscribe to us, and we'll catch you for the next one, guys. Peace, everybody.